This is Andrew Joseph Perez, the voice of Frosty Harlow from Trail of the Twister. And this is the River Heights Buzz Podcast. Hi. Hi. I'm Candace. Welcome to the Center of Operations, our podcast, the River Heights Buzz. Feel free to poke around. This is episode 54 today. And yeah, welcome back. <laughs> That's awesome. I was saving that for a while and I really wanted to use it and I finally was able to. <laughs> well, in case anybody was wondering why I was laughing is because I had no idea that Alexa was going to start out that way. She said it was a surprise. So I had no idea what was coming, so I was equally as surprised as you all. <laughs> if that intro kind of sounds familiar, everyone, it's because Nancy says something almost identical in the games. So, yep. yeah. <laughs> yep. When did that start? I can't remember what game that was. I feel like it's mid... I know, I think it was in Danger by Design. Did it start with Danger by Design? I feel like it did. Yeah, because I don't think it was Last Train of Blue Moon Canyon. I remember it was kind of near in the middle. Yeah. I think so. I think it was Danger by Design. If we're wrong, someone please let us know because I'm curious now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, as I just said, it's episode 54 today, everyone. Welcome back. I can't believe it's episode 54. It's wild. Mm-hmm. When this episode comes out, everyone, our birthday is tomorrow on the October 26th, our very first birthday. Yay! Look at us. A year I, I can't believe it. It's It's gone fast, but it also feels like we haven't put out as much content as we have, if that makes sense. It does. <laughs> Because it's like, we're talking about stuff that we're both equally interested in. And so it doesn't feel like it's extra work or stressful or anything like that. I mean, don't get me wrong, listeners, like we do, we put a lot of effort and work into what we do to prepare each episode. But like, I mean, there's this quote that goes along the lines of like, if you enjoy what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And that's how I feel about this. Like, it's a fun hobby that we both share. And I think we both bring something different to the table. And it's just a lot of fun. So the time has passed by really quickly. It really has. (laughs) (laughs) So today... We will be talking, originally we were going to just have this episode as a Q&A for us to answer your questions, but we had a change somewhat. Yep. So we will be doing, we'll still be doing a Q&A, but we will also be doing our favorite and least favorite games and our wish lists for season four. Yeah. So, so that should be fun. a different scenario today, but that's going to be fine. That'll be fun. Yep. How we will be planning this out is we're going to start off with our Q&A, work from there. We'll obviously tell you guys what we're going to be talking about before we start talking about it. Yeah. As, you, as we usually do. <laughs> Are you ready to get going, Candace? 
I'm ready because I don't know what any of these questions are. I let you handle all of that part. So <laughs> I, I'm anxious to see what people want to know about us. All righty. I got the list of questions ready to go. Okay. The first question is from Sassy Detective 5253 from Instagram. Okay. She asked, what really happened to Dwayne? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, that's a good question. You know, I don't really know. I feel, I, I want to know. Okay, so we know how sometimes characters will show up again if they're popular characters. Um, which, you know, a list of characters in my head that I would want to show up again in a game Dwayne's not on that list, um, like at all. I don't know about you. Um, so I'm curious as to like the full backstory of what happened to him from Stay Tuned for Danger to Ransom of the Seven Ships. What number is Ransom of the Seven Ships? I can't even remember off the top of my head. It's up there. Isn't it, it? Uh, game 20. Okay, so there's 18 games between his first appearance and his appearance in Ransom of the Seven Ships. So, like, I want to know, like, I assume he went to jail for his actions in Stay Tuned for Danger. Spoiler alerts, he was the culprit. <laughs> and so, like, I want to know, like, what happened to him? Did he serve his sentence? What, like got him to go to the Caribbean? Was he still having his money issues? I mean, you know, in real life, I, granted, this is all, you know, fiction and stuff, but in real life, there's no way to go off the grid. Like, bad things that you've done in your life are going to follow you, especially in this day and age with technology. So I can't imagine that there's any way to fully escape bad things that you've done in your past. You know, so that's a really good question. I think it would be interesting if he showed up a third time. I don't know if any other character has ever shown up more than two times. Except for, like, our favorite characters. Yeah. So, I, but, I mean, I, that would be interesting. But, like, like I said, I don't know about you, but that's not one that I would have wanted <laughs> to show up again in any capacity, let alone, you know, a character that we physically talk to again. The only other character that at least just kind of made a brief like appearance, not like that you talk to them, but Emily Griffin from Ghost Dogs. She was she was in a magazine in Danger by Design. And Which I have, I have questions about that too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I I feel like I can work out in my brain because like if she's in jail serving time. Assuming she's still in jail. Assuming she's still in jail. You can write letters. You can do things like that. Or if she's already out, like how much time has passed. That that would be a good thing. Like to know. And I know that like the way that games came out as far as like the timeline of like during a calendar year is not linear. Um, mm -hmm. But it would be interesting to know like how many or how much length of time between each game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I really don't feel like I answered the question. 
Um, <laughs> as far as what happened to Dwayne, um, I would like to think that he has learned the error of his ways and is not trying to parade around as someone that he is not. Um, because I know that um, that whole scenario caused some issues for her interactive and um, Branson of the Seven Ships isn't even in circulation anymore because of that. Um, so I'd like to think that Dwayne has um, learned the error of his ways, has um, maybe gotten himself a financial advisor so he can be better with money. Um, and... <laughs> Uh, you know, maybe he's gotten over Maddie Jensen and doesn't like love her anymore. And <laughs> maybe he can, you know, not want to murder Rick Arlen more. Will we get an actual answer from her interactive? Who knows? <laughs> I'd say probably not, but who knows? I mean, stranger things have happened. Yeah. All righty. Next question from Instagram is from Gooba and Jetpack. Best soundtrack of the Nancy Drew games. I, mean, I, say, I say silence by, just saying. <laughs> it really, it depends on what you want. Because yeah. I feel like it depends on your interests too. Because like one that always sticks out in my mind is the final scene. Um, because I think that the music is really um, curated for an old, dilapidated theater-type setting. Um, it really makes me think of, like, 1920s, 1930s kind of era music. Um, and I think it was Emily and Caroline from It's Locked podcast when they discussed the final scene. I think it was Caroline who was discussing the music. And she was talking about how, like, some of the tracks kind of trail off at the end, which could be like a metaphor for, like, how um, the theater used to be grand in its heyday and has slowly gotten into disrepair. So I really, I like that. Um, and it probably helps that the final scene is one of my favorite games. But like on the opposite end of the spectrum, you have like Secret of Shadow Ranch, where it's real Western sounding and <laughs> that's a vibe in itself. So, I mean, it really depends on, like I said, your interest. So um, if I had to pick one, it's really tough. Um, but yeah, I'm probably going to say final scene. I picked Silence By, and you said you hadn't played that game yet, right? See, I've played it, like, I would say I'm probably, like, 30 or 35% of the way through, but I haven't touched it in, like, God, two years, at least. So I'd have to restart it, because I, I literally don't remember anything. Okay. For me, that game is, like, this. the music, at least, is kind of soothing to me, mm -hmm. I guess you could say. Obviously, like, there's the sad points, don't get me wrong. But to me, it's just calming. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that the Nancy Drew games do a really good job of, like, gauging the main theme of the, that particular game and then basing music around it. Now, whether that music is all original, like, 
originally written for the game itself. I don't know. I don't know how they they do all that, but I feel like they do a really good job of putting the pieces together and like the way that the music flows, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. At least to me, it makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good question. Next one is anonymous. Okay. How do you decide what you talk about each week? Well, I mean, it's a joint effort. Um, You and I have a lot of conversations (laughs) off camera. We message back and forth a lot. And it also is kind of based on because we really started this, I guess, really with the TV show in mind and then kind of branched out to talk about the other genres of Nancy. So we kind of follow um, as far as the TV show, like when that's going to air. And then when we have like the downtime or we decide to take a break to mix things up, then we kind of talk about it and we go back and forth. But yeah, I mean, it's a joint effort. And we we really like to use Google for, uh, we number things. Like when we do games, like we're trying to pick what game or what book. And we'll use like a random number generator. That way it's completely random. And we never know what's going to happen until we, you know, activate the generator. And then we kind of just do it like that. And I think that's really exciting just because you never know what's going to come up next. So that's why none of our stuff is linear. (laughs) (laughs) We kind of just like flop back and forth and skip around and hope that it makes sense on the back end, you know? Yep. (laughs) Which sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't, but we make the best out of it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's definitely a joint effort for sure. Yipper. The next question is anonymous again how did you decide who reads the descriptions of everything you talk about well I guess you technically decided it and then I just agreed because I'm always down for whatever I guess Uh, so yeah I I think that's what it was because it's like you read you read the description and the original air date when we talk about the shows or movie or whatever you know that kind of genre um, when we do a game, then I do a little more of the research and the um, reading about it. And then when we do a book, you do um, the description and the uh, original publication date. Or like the revised, depending on what. Or the revised, yeah. Depending on on which um, book series we're doing, since there's multiple. Yeah. All right. And this is our last question. Okay. It's anonymous, again. Okay. Can you share what you're covering in 2023? Or we can, can we share? Um, or do you yeah, want to keep it a without, surprise? Without giving away a lot of spoilers, just because, you know, we like to um, keep it interesting for all of our listeners. But obviously, once we get word about season four air dates, we'll be discussing that. At this point, I don't even know if we know how many episodes. I'm assuming at least 13. I think so. Okay, because we I haven't heard anything regarding number of episodes. But yeah, that's up um, that we're going to do. I mean, we're basically going to continue to flip-flop because it's something that we talk about a lot. There's so much uh, content out there. And we want to dive into not just the more recent Nancy Drew, but like from the past like the 70s show with the Hardy Boys. So that's going to be coming up relatively soon in 2023. We've started working on calendars and stuff, which it sounds insane, 
I'm sure, but <laughs> I feel like it keeps us on track. Yeah. Kind of knowing like a basic outline of what we're going to do, but knowing that we can tweak it because I mean, you and I are both adults. We both have jobs. We both have lives outside of this. Things happen. Things come up. I mean, you know, uh, just here recently, I had to miss a recording session because of my real life job. You know, I didn't know until that day that I wasn't going to be able to record. So, you know, yeah, we plan things out and um, it kind of just helps us know where we're headed. Yeah. But yeah, so I would say the main part is, you know, season four, (laughs) we'll be discussing that pretty much in real time as it goes along, which kind of brings us to a good point of, you know, this last season, season three, I'm in America. Alexa is in Canada. It aired on different days. So. Which is a pain in the butt. Yeah, that was tough. So we're both hoping that we get on the same schedule because that would be more convenient um, as far as getting episodes done. But I mean, if we have to tweak our uploading day of Tuesday, that is a real possibility. We're just not going to know until closer to time. We'll let you all know, you know, as we figure things out and kind of go from there. But yeah, I mean, we just got that to look forward to, you know, more interviews to look forward to, which will keep those a surprise. I mean, if there's interest, maybe we could do another Q&A in the future. I'd be down for that. Yeah. Um, And we also talked about doing uh, Nancy Drew video game bingo game. Yep. So uh, that one's going to take a little more planning to do, but that one is going to be on the horizon too. So. Yeah. And I've like, (laughs) I literally have everything like different things written down of stuff that we're going to be covering, like which guests are joining us, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So like, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see what season four will look like for the show. You yeah. Know, and then we have to work around that. So yeah, yeah. we'll see that's how that really, goes. Yeah. That's our big hang up. It's just that we don't know about season four. So a lot of our schedule is going to depend on that. And if it, the show is going to get picked up for season five. Right. That's another thing. So, which we're hoping it does. Yes. <laughs> Very much so. That's all of our questions. Awesome. Thank you. Yes. Thank you all so much. That was a lot of fun. And I am down for it again in the future. Now we are moving into our favorite and our least favorite games. Okay. So I say we go least favorite first. Okay. Now keep in mind, I have not played all the games i own them all Don't yeah let's just let's just throw this out there we and plus two we have not covered every single game on the podcast right right so some of these so, games might be like our memories all that kind of stuff so <laughs> yeah there are there are a lot of factors it's not just like gameplay or subject matter or playback time i mean there's a lot of different factors that go into it yes so I'd have to say my answer right now for that is, and I hate this answer. I I truly do. Trail of the Twister. I, and this is going to sound weird because it's like tornadoes are destructive. I really enjoy the subject matter as far as the study of weather and meteorology and the idea of chasing storms. I really enjoy that. However, And I feel like we touched on this when we discussed this game. If anybody's interested, I don't remember off the top of my head what number show that was, but we talked about it 
you know, a few months back. I feel like that game in particular, and this is kind of a pet peeve of mine, is very puzzle heavy and not so snooping heavy. I am more of a person that wants a healthy mix. I really, really enjoy snooping. Yeah. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> um, but I just, I feel like, I feel like that game is structured a little bit differently just because it is so puzzle heavy and activity heavy. And it's more rigid in that, I feel like. I feel like you don't have as much agency to do things in a different order. You can do different things in a different order, but I feel like there are other games that do that better. Yeah. Um, and it really, it sucks for me. Cause like I said, I really, I enjoy weather. Something about me when I was little, I wanted to be a storm chaser. And my parents obviously said, absolutely not. That is too dangerous. You're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I get that. So I'm really interested in weather. And it really, to me is disappointing that I don't like that game as much as I thought I would. Yeah. So yeah, that's my answer. Trail of the Twister. That could change. <laughs> But as of right now, that's my answer. Mine, it's like a tie between <laughs> Ransom of the Seven Ships and Midnight in Salem. Yeah. Which, Ransom of the Seven Ships to me is kind of like not too much going on, really. Like it's pretty flat, <laughs> I guess mm-hmm. you could say. And it's like, and plus two, like I could see why it, the game got canceled from being released for obvious reasons. It's problematic. Yeah. And it's like, like, just my question is, why did they do that in the first place? Honestly? Yeah. I mean, I I see kind of what they were trying to do, but they just didn't do it the right way. Yeah. Yeah. So I understand what you mean by that. If I, since you picked two, I want to pick a second one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I feel like this is not going to be a hot take by any means. And I haven't. I'm going to be honest, I haven't finished it because I struggled with this one a lot. I will finish it because I want to finish them all. Shattered Medallion. Hey, it's Megan. Just popping in to say that is my least favorite game too. I cannot stand it. So thank you, Candace. It's been a hot minute since I did that one. That one was (laughs) weird. Uh, It almost didn't feel like a game. Yeah. It was just, I don't know. And plus, there was so much hype, too, for that game, right? With finally meeting Sonny June. Finally meeting Sonny like, expe- June, yeah. Ex- expectations about him and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, yeah. It's just... Which I kind of feel also that that kind of scenario can kind of come into play as far as Midnight in Salem. Because it was delayed for so long. And then the hype was so real. We got a date. It got pushed. We got another date. It got pushed. We finally get it. And... I mean, lackluster at best. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like when you're hyping up a new game, it's kind of a fine line that you have to walk because it's like you have a timeline of when your game is going to come out and you want to give a little taste to your audience, but you don't want to give too much. And then if you give too much, then you're at the risk of overhyping it and then leading to disappointment. So, I mean, I feel like it's tough. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I feel like those games, they have issues and they all have issues for different reasons. Like, don't get me wrong. I really wanted to like Midnight in Salem, but at the same time, it's like, like I'm, 
rough. I'm I'm still playing it now because obviously we're covering the game. I think it was we would have already covered it last week, but yeah, you know, like it's it's painful. I really wanted to like it with everything and all that stuff. I kind of wonder because it's on a different engine and controls are different. I wonder if that game would be better on console and not PC on like an Xbox or like a PS4 or PS5 because I feel like like my husband doesn't play like point and click games like Nancy Drew like he he does things that are more in depth like open world kind of things and I almost feel like that's how they were trying to do Midnight in Salem yeah but for sure so I feel like because that game feels so much more open and 3D than any of the other games, I feel like it might, I don't think the graphics would necessarily be better because they're still rough and they still need work, but I feel like it might be more playable if it was on a platform like a console versus a PC. Um, Cause like my husband plays Call of Duty on PC, open world, you know, fighting, shooting game, war game. But I feel like, like he plays with his cousins and they all play on consoles. And so he's playing with a keyboard and mouse. And I feel like maybe it would be better to do a game like that on console, which kind of makes me think about Midnight in Salem. And I even thought, and this is a crazy thought, (laughs) what if Midnight in Salem was like a VR virtual reality game? I don't know. (laughs) Where you wear like the the helmet or the glasses and you're like there, like you're actually having to physically like manipulate stuff. You know what I mean? I feel like that's probably way out of their budget. Yeah. Yeah. And probably beyond their means technology-wise. Just yeah. a thing. I mean, yeah. you know, but I, I don't know. I kind of just wonder what Midnight in Salem would be like on a console. At one point, I recall Her Interactive actually talking about this. How this move over to the new platform was partially so that they could start moving the games over to other platforms. Such as virtual reality and consoles. That was part of their reason for switching over to Unity. Supposedly, anyways. I remember them saying something about that i could be wrong but i do remember reading that so i don't know if they still have plans for that maybe they decided not to do it because the game didn't go over too well but maybe they have plans to do that with future games i don't know guess we'll have to see i don't know (laughs) all right favorite time (laughs) oh man i mean you gotta give me like how many can i say Because we did two, like, least favorite. Let's do two favorite. Okay. God. It's hard. (laughs) How about I say one, and then you say one, and then I say my second one, and you say your second one? Yeah. Okay, because I'm going to need a minute. (laughs) I'm going to say, I got to say final scene. Like, that one just checks off so many boxes for me. Location, an old theater. Yeah. Like, me personally, I love that kind of thing. (laughs) Um, I did performing arts when I was younger, so a lot of people don't know that about me as far as our listeners because I don't think I've ever talked about it but that's it speaks to me on that level I love theater I love the real life connection to a real life person in Harry Houdini in that game um, because that's someone that I've always been very interested in just because there's a lot of I don't know so much anymore but there was mystery about what happened to him when he passed away as far as what caused his death and that's something that we occasionally see in Nancy Drew games but not frequently as far as like a real life human being character so I enjoyed that I thought visually the game was beautiful I feel like they did a really good job of making a place that I'm sure used to be beautiful they made it look really aged 
but in a good way. Uh, believable, I guess I would say. That one for me, I just, I wish the game was a little bit longer. But I mean, I think lengthwise compared to some other games, it was it was a fine length. I find it weird that the person that gets kidnapped, Maya, is someone that's never mentioned ever again. Yeah, that's so weird. <laughs> but, you know, I I really, yeah, that one is, that one is almost like my comfort go-to game. Like if I'm just like in a mood where it's like, all right, I'm ready to sit down, got a nice beverage with me, I got a snack. Or the final scene. <laughs> like, yeah. One of mine is Treasure in a Royal Tower. Oh, another good one. <laughs> it seems like the atmosphere is cozy. You know, mm-hmm. we, not every day do you get to uh, roam a castle, essentially, you know. <laughs> um, and... Not every day do you get to go exploring an elevator shaft. Very true. And every time, literally, I go in an elevator in a hotel or whatever, I always look up at the ceiling, see if there's an exit strategy. I do too. (laughs) And it's like, you're pretty much able to snoop and explore without too many people, like, hopefully watching you and giving you a weird look. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, that one, oh yeah, that one's a good one. That one's <laughs> a good one. Which, side note. Let's go down to the speakeasy. So yesterday I went to an art museum yeah. in the town next to mine. And my husband took me, Mark. And uh, he said, there's one room that I want to show you. You're really going to love this like okay so we get to it he has no idea what he's done like he has no idea what's going on in my brain we walk in this room and it's literally an entire room that was taken from a castle in England (laughs) I'm Uh not kidding you I'm not even kidding you and I'm just like oh my god it's like treasure in the royal tower and he was like what (laughs) I said don't worry it's it's a Nancy Drew thing you won't understand (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, like, I feel like Nancy right now. This is awesome. Yep. So, yeah. Anyway. Oh yeah, that was our going to the speakeasy segment, guys. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Sorry. It's been a minute since we've done that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But oh, yeah. yeah. What's your... Treasure in the Royal Tower, and I thought of you. I was like, oh, Alexa will appreciate this. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> so... Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that's a very respectable choice as a favorite. That's a that's another very good one. I feel like that it, right around this era is really where Herner Active was picking up steam and things were rocking and rolling in the best way. Yeah. Solid game. Yeah. Do you have another favorite or was Royal Tower one? No, I, I do. <laughs> And yes, okay, okay. I will say <laughs> this. I will say this, and then I'll let you have your second one, and then I have an, a quick idea for another thing to talk about. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no preparation, no time to prepare. So um, I'm going to say my second favorite is funny that you say the speakeasy, but I have to say Ghost Dogs and Moon Lake. I like the setting. 
uh, an old lake house um, that a gangster used to live in that has this secret hidden speakeasy in it. Um, the property has uh, graves. Um, there's these like ghost dogs that are coming and terrorizing. We don't really know why. Um, there's this guy who's on the property that's looking for birds at night. Okay. <laughs> kind of weird <laughs> in retrospect. Um, and then, I mean, it's dealing with another time period in history, kind of similar to final scene as far as the American prohibition era, great depression era. Um, me personally, in my real life, I have always been really fascinated with that era. Um, all of my grandparents were born during that era, so they were all very young. Um, they've all long since passed away, but um, they don't really had, or they didn't really have memories so much about that as far as, um, but they heard like stories growing up. Um, so I was always fascinated by that time period um, in American history, thought it was very interesting. Um, the vibes of that game, that's another, like for me, that game reminds me of like summertime. Um, so that is another one where it's not as stressful to play that one. <laughs> Which uh -huh. sounds stupid because it's like you play games to relax yeah. in theory. Uh -huh. But there are some games that make you feel more stressed than other games. Um, that's not one of those games to me. Um, so I just, I really like um, the gameplay of that one. Uh, I think it's very interesting. Again, dealing with kind of a time period that was real, at least in American history. Um, uh, like I said, that time period of games, was just rocking and rolling over there at Her Interactive. They were cranking out two games a year at that point. And they were all solid games. Like, I mean, good story quality. I mean, there's a few plot holes, but I feel like it's hard to not have a plot hole or two. Yeah. Um, you know, so, yeah, that's definitely another favorite of mine. My, another one of my favorites is Silence Bye. Okay. <laughs> we finally get to meet Nancy's mom. Yep. Finally, <laughs> um, you know, I get to, we get to do things that we wouldn't normally do in everyday life, like us normal folk. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we get to go do spy things. We we train all that fun stuff, <laughs> and like yeah. even we're at the training location. To me, like that's just like in the middle of nowhere, kind of, and I like it's just so relaxing. I want to go on a vacation there, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Solid choice. Yeah. But. So my question for you now. Yeah. Is pick a game that you really, really, really enjoy, but you have issues with to the point where you can't put it on a favorite list. Uh, I have a solid answer for mine, and it still bothers me to this day because I love this game, but I have issues with it. I don't know. I so you want me to go first? Yes. Okay. 
And I don't think this is a controversial answer. Okay. The Haunted Carousel. Yeah, I could see that. The concept of a game taking place in a theme park. Perfect. Love it. Yeah. Location being New Jersey. Meh. I mean, okay, that's fine. You know, theme parks yeah. are all over the United States. There's literally several in every single state. Get it. My main issue with this game is I feel like it is so incredibly short. Yeah. And I love this game and I need it to be longer. I think that this game does a lot of things right as far as it has a solid story, but there's also a solid subplot of trying to help Joy reacquaint herself her childhood. Not something that you would think you would find in a video game. Yeah. Which is why I think it works. Yeah. Um, but my main problem is I wish this game was longer. Yeah. I mean, I could probably not speed running it by any means. I could probably still do it in like an hour and a half. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's just not enough time for me. And maybe that's me being weird. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like compared to lengthwise of other games, there are just other games that have a lot longer playtime. Yeah, I can see so, that. I mean, one of which, one game that, which I feel like is a really long game is um, Danger by Design. Yeah. I feel like that one has a lot of playtime. There's a lot of stuff that happens. Yeah. So that's my main beef with Haunted Carousel. And it sucks because I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it so much. And I wish there was more haunted stuff. Yeah. So those are my two beefs with it. Alrighty. Well, I'll just go with you on that one. Okay. <laughs> okay. I just right. I feel like if they remastered it and maybe added some stuff to it. Yeah. Like I, I don't know what they would add, but yeah. I don't know. I just maybe more tasks or something like that. Like, I don't know. I, f I just, I feel like there were more things that they could have done. Um, yeah. There could have been a scenario where the carousel starts up again and Nancy sees it in person. Would mm -hmm. love. That. Yeah. I mean, kind of along the lines of secret of shadow ranch where Nancy sees the phantom horse. Which, by the way, it pains me that I didn't put Secret of Shadow Ranch on my list. Because it's up there, too. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I struggle as far as, <laughs> as, far as trying to pick, like, absolute favorites. Um, I mean, no, it's tough. <laughs> it, really, it really is. And very obviously, clearly, I am more so a like early her interactive game player, nothing against the later games because they all, I mean, they've grown and things have changed. Technology's changed and they're all good in their own right. But I'm kind of along the same lines. I know I mention them all the time, Caroline and Emily from it's locked podcast. They kind of talk about like the golden years of the games or the earlier games. And I'm just so stuck in that. Yeah. I just, I can't help it. Yeah. But anyways, the last part of the episode. It's our wish list for season four. <laughs> okay.
do you want to just go back and forth? Yeah. Okay. Fine. I have three things. Okay. So do, do you, you want to start? Us? Sure. So from the, the books, mm-hmm. we have not met Bert, Dave, or Aunt Eloise. True. I want to meet each and every one of them. <laughs> True. And I, and I didn't even think about that. True. And Bess's parents, if they're still alive. Yeah. Because we met pretty much everyone else's parents, except for Bess. Yeah. Yeah. So, That's those are four point. people I want to meet. <laughs> okay. So, number one for me, uh, and I think this is a given, Nace. Uh-huh. <laughs> I gotta have that. I feel like, because Ace wasn't let in on the fact that Nancy's trying to save everybody by ignoring him. He is so hurt because he just, he's not, he doesn't have all the info. He's not in on it. He deserves to know what's going on. I love them together. As we were rewatching the series, I'm seeing, and I don't know if they did this on purpose, but I'm seeing subtle things here and there of where, like, a look that lasted a second or two longer than it needed to, or um, maybe someone touched someone's arm and the other person looked at it like little tiny things that maybe in a moment when you're watching for the first time, you don't see, or you don't pay attention to that stick out now because of how things have progressed. So yeah, my top number one, got to get the nice situation figured out and get the curse out of here yeah which i feel like that's probably gonna be the main theme of that whole season which is fine because i mean that's not something that you're gonna be able to wrap up in an episode or two i get that so if that's an overarching theme then yeah that's fine yeah another thing might be funny get ryan a love interest his own age Ooh, that's a good one i didn't think about that either because <laughs> like if you were if you remember we covered it in season one ryan was having an affair with george oh yeah and it's so weird to think about that i uh, know just I like very weird throw that away think yeah. about season four <laughs> yeah yeah okay <laughs> another solid wish list my number two is um probably a little bit more obscure but I would love to see more book references as far as like how we'll see little things here and there, like um, the street sign that said River Heights or um, like that was the name of the high school too, or no, Carolyn Keene High School, Keene High School, little things like that for fans of the books. Um, I was always very, very excited when I noticed something and I'd always shout it out and point at the TV. And of course, Mark's like, I, honey, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, nah, don't worry about it. I'm excited for both of us. It's fine. <laughs> so, that yeah. Number two for me, more, um, subtle throwbacks to books and information about Nancy that we know from the books. Yeah. This isn't really like for the season but like for the seasons one to three the poster picture each picture the cast has worn pretty much the same outfit can they please have a different outfit i did not realize that until i saw someone post about it on twitter 
Yeah. And I'm like exactly what you're talking about. I didn't realize it at first either. I'm like, that now that they mention it, like that does look familiar for all three seasons. So that's kind of something that I wish that they would do for season four. Yeah. (laughs) Or if there's a reason why, tell us the reason why. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Solid answer. So my third and last one. I would like, I'm going to say resolution, but it doesn't have to necessarily be resolution. It can be on the road to resolution. But for the sake of this, I'm just going to use the word resolution. A resolution of the relationship between Nick and George. Because I feel like it was almost like a rebound kind of situation and there were a lot of like immature things that happened immaturity on both Nick's part and George's part um they break off the engagement uh it's weird and it's awkward and that's kind of what happens like when you have like in real life you have a friend group that's a mixture of boys and girls two of them date it usually doesn't end well. It gets weird between them, which makes it weird with everybody in the group, which can then lead to people leaving the group. I'd like to see some kind of resolution to them all being able to be civil about it. Yeah. Not necessarily brush it under the rug like it never happened because yeah. they were in a relationship for an extended amount of time. It happened. It's okay. But get to a point where they can deal with it as adults. Yeah. And it'd be okay and not be weird. Yeah. Makes sense. And we had one listener wish list from Instagram from Alex R. Hutchins. It said, we meet the Hardy Boys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Unfortunately, I don't think we will ever meet the Hardy Boys on the show because they do have their own TV show right now and the cw does not have the rights to them that is what i've been told they do not have the rights to use the hardy boys in the tv show and even though the hardy boys tv show is going to be on its third and last season that does not mean the cw will be able to have the rights because the company that currently has the rights will most likely keep them because they've had them for a while they were also the ones behind the 90s hardy boys and nancy drew tv show um so i mean i guess they sold the rights to the nancy drew show So we'll just have to see if they end up doing the same with the Hardy Boys, because that's the only way we would be able to get it on the CW show, unfortunately. I think all of our answers were solid. Yeah. And I think it's interesting. We, you know, full transparency, listeners, we did not talk about our wish lists ahead of time. But I think it's interesting that we had everything different. Yeah. (laughs) We had everything different, but we're able to agree on everything at the same time. That's true. I think that's that's pretty interesting. Kind of think it shows that we're on a very similar wavelength as far as our thoughts and opinions about the show and where it's headed. Mm-hmm. Please let us know what your all's thoughts are um, as far as anything that we talked about because we talked about a lot. <laughs> yeah, we did a three for one. Yeah, we really did. But this was fun. This was kind of a learning experience as far as an episode. Um, but yeah, I mean, please let us know if you have other things 
that you're hoping for for season four. Um, if you have different answers as far as favorite games, least favorite games, um, if you have beef with a certain game, tell us why. I want to know. Stay tuned, everyone, for giveaway details and such. Still have to work on details for that. Yes, we do. But they'll be coming. And do you know what we're talking about next week, Candice? I'm going to be 150% honest with you. I have no idea. <laughs> I kind of thought <laughs> we're going to say that. <laughs> and that's only because, I swear to God, I pay attention. I swear I pay attention. It's just we don't film in numerical order just because our schedules are so weird. Yep. So, like, we're filming stuff out of whack. Yeah. <laughs> so, this episode that we're talking on right now isn't going to go up for a couple weeks. So, yeah, I have no idea. I got you covered. Thank <laughs> you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we are talking about a game with a guest, not saying who. <laughs> and oh, is, this, is this Ghost of Thornton Hall? Yep. Yes. <laughs> did I redeem myself? <laughs> I'd say so. You did. <laughs> See, I knew, I knew what we were doing. I know the things that are coming up. I just cannot for the life of me remember what order we're filming things in. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to this week's episode of River Heights Buzz podcast. You can check us out on Instagram at River Heights Buzz. You can email us at riverheightsbuzz at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook in our Facebook group and on Twitter at River Heights Buzz with just one Z. Check us out next week as we dive into, oh my God, I don't know what number the game is. 28. 28. I knew it was 20s. Game number 28. <laughs> Ghost of Thornton Hall with a special guest. See you next time, guys. Bye, everyone.